the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to Let Us Reason, a Christian-Muslim dialogue with host Al Fadi. Let Us Reason is a unique show utilizing theology, apologetics, and evangelism to reach Muslims for Christ by comparing and contrasting Christian and Muslim doctrines. And now, your host, Al Fadi. Well, good morning, everyone. Um, Hope you're having a fabulous Saturday. Uh, This is Al Fadi, and if you're tuning in, you are listening to our radio show or podcast called Let Us Reason. Thank you again for taking the time to um, join us. And I just want to remind all of you that you can always go back to a number of platforms where you can listen to all of our archive shows. I get this question asked many times from people, and sometimes people think that they have to really wait for it to be aired live uh, on Saturday at 9.30 Pacific time in the morning, 9.30 a.m. Pacific time. Nevertheless, uh, you actually, the good news is you can go back to listen to all of the archive shows for the last four and a half years. You can do that in a variety of ways. You can go to our website, Sierra International, and Sierra with a C, C as in Charlie, C-I-R-A International, and uh, .com, of course. Uh, there is a, uh, an area in there uh, on the homepage called Let Us Reason. You click on it, and you'll uh, see the list of all of the shows. You can also go to iTunes and search for us, SoundCloud, uh, search for us. You can go to Omni Studio and search for us. And we have converted few of them only, a handful, on YouTube as well. If you search for it under uh, Sierra International Channel, you'll find some Let Us Reason shows in there as well. Audio, of course. So uh, these are the different ways you can certainly um, go back and listen to these shows. And I want to remind you also and encourage you to really subscribe to our YouTube channel, which is Sierra International. And we even uh, appeal to you to consider becoming also a Patreon patron and give as little as $1 and as much as the Lord leads you to do. All of that uh, will be helpful for us to uh, pay for uh, the cost to stay on the air and to produce these podcasts and even hopefully to uh, use uh, some of that to produce additional videos as we do typically. With that in mind, I want to share with you some exciting things that I encountered firsthand. I recently was in Europe. And um, specifically, I went to uh, Brussels in Belgium, and I did a ministry among former Muslims who are followers of Christ, and I encountered a large number of them. Uh, I want to say between 300 and 400 of them. They all come from an Islamic background, most of whom come from uh, North Africa and parts of the Middle East, uh, countries such as Iraq or Syria, for instance, uh, to name a few. Nevertheless, Uh, The Lord is working in a massive way in Europe among Muslims. And I want to say that to you because I want to encourage you that periodically we tend to hear the other side that, uh, you know, people are converting to Islam in Europe. 
Uh, nevertheless, sadly, of course, uh, some of them even claim to have been Christians. Obviously, from their perspective, they identified themselves as, uh, you know, just not nominal Christian, I should say. That's the way they thought or assumed that they are. Uh, when you uh, dig down into it, uh, they really knew nothing about Christ. They have no relationship with Christ. They were never born again believers. They, their understanding of the Bible is extremely narrow or shallow sometimes, or even any of the doctrines. So no wonder if somebody um, doesn't know anything about Christ the Savior and doesn't know the Word of God, that they would assume that they have left a religion called Christianity into a new religion called Islam. So uh, we are so thankful that many uh, people are reaching out to the Muslims in Europe. And, of course, this also confirms... Uh, my passion for Muslims also who live in Europe who do not speak oftentimes Arabic because they've been either born there or uh, were uh, moved there with their family when they're very young, regardless of the fact that they retain their identity as Arabs, for instance, or as, um, you know, North African or Middle Eastern, but that doesn't mean they can communicate in Arabic anymore. Therefore, when I do my shows in English, I am also reaching out to that swath of people. So we're thankful for these confirmations. I preach a number of messages, uh, messages of encouragement, of hope and empowerment as well to them to help them realize that they need to do their task of uh, representing Christ as ambassadors to reach out to the Muslims and others as well, that their behavior and action and holy uh, life is extremely important, especially in an area where uh, there is so many temptations, of course, and freedom. At the same time, I had the privilege of preaching the gospel message itself for about 100 Muslims who were in attendance, and um, they uh, took the time to come in really before the break, uh, breaking of the fast. And, you know, this is the month of Ramadan, as you know. So before uh, they broke their fast, uh, that's at least the time when I was there during the month of Ramadan, which just ended recently. Um, and they took the time really to listen to the message. They were so gracious. I did not encounter any opposition or hostility. And these are people from a Muslim background that they've been witness to by the church as well and others for a number of years. At least that's the way it was explained to me. But the good news is eight accepted the Lord uh, from Muslim background. And I had the privilege of baptizing them along with, uh, you know, another pastor as well. So we I'm sharing this with you to help you rejoice in what God has been doing and to share with you the fruit of many prayers by many of you who have a heart and a passion for Muslims in general, and at the same time, for those of you who may have been supporting missionaries in Europe or uh, they themselves doing short trips, believe it or not, Europe is in desperate need for Christ. Uh, you can see a massive decay spiritually. Uh, you can see why Islam is on the rise, for instance, because it can capitalize on this huge spiritual vacuum. And that shows the importance of us to really uh, be on guard for what's going on here in our own uh, country in the U.S., because what happened in Europe could happen to us very easily. It was, uh, you know, liberalism, for instance, and uh, uh, and, and being pacifist uh, and non-evangelist uh, and uh, being lazy and lukewarm is uh, a few of the uh, are few of the cause uh, causes I should say and factors that contributed to the decay and the decline in uh, Christianity in Europe and a relationship with Christ. So Europe is definitely in need of a the Savior, 
and not to mention, of course, uh, the massive amount of uh, Muslim migrants in there can definitely benefit from any serious effort to evangelize. So we're thankful for the many ministries also that are uh, focusing on Europe as well. Now, with that in mind, I want to also share with you briefly, and by the way, you can go to my Facebook page, alfadi.sira, and watch at least uh, a live video that I did to give these updates and also a post that I also did that provided this update. And I was invited by a dear brother. His name is Alex Blagojevich. Alex uh, Blagojevich. Uh, and uh, he posted on his Facebook as well another report. Uh, he is a, uh, basically an apologist, a polemist, uh, just like David Wood and Sam Shimon, for instance. He did a number of debates and uh, uh, definitely the Lord used him in a mighty way during this conference on a panel discussion with politicians from Europe who wanted to promote this, uh, 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 the idea that uh, all religions are fine and, and there is no uh, need to worry about uh, Sharia law and other things like as well as he talked about the topic of how can we become radical Christians for Christ. And the difference between calling us radical Christians and what Islam considers to be a radical Muslim. I'm taking a sip of my uh, beautiful tea here. Nevertheless, um, what I wanted to share with you as well, maybe briefly, as to why are Muslims turning to Christ? And there is so many factors, by the way, as to why Muslims are coming to Christ and this is becoming a phenomenon. Indeed, you know, when I shared this post on my Facebook page, I got a lot of hate messages from Muslims, uh, uh, you know, claiming that I am just fabricating uh, facts or or that those who converted really were not real Muslims anyway, which is kind of interesting, really. Uh, I wonder who is the real Muslim then? Will the real Muslim please stand up? Because it seemed like anytime somebody comes to Christ from a Muslim background, uh, the accusation is that they were never Muslims to begin with. That's that's interesting thought. Um, Islam never taught something like that. You are born a Muslim and you inherit Islam and it's not up to you to decide whether you're a Muslim or not. But that shows the, um, the uh, basically the wake-up call that some of our Muslim friends are getting and realizing that Islam really is not providing anything uh, of substance in terms of uh, fulfilling spiritual needs, fulfilling healings spiritually and physically, fulfilling, uh, you know, um, a, re a relationship with a savior and with God and so on and so forth. So uh, when we look at um, a number of testimonies of people, we come across sometimes some interesting things as to why people come to Christ. For instance, uh, sometimes watching the uh, Jesus film alone can be a factor when, uh, you know, at uh, the words of one Muslim testimony, for instance, saying that when it says that instead Jesus looked down at them with compassion and said, Father, forgive them. They do not know what they are doing. This is the statement that Jesus did on the cross um, uh, towards his uh, persecutors. So this Muslim person was touched by it, you know, at least it's uh, allegedly a testimony by Akbar al-Masih. You will find this, for instance, online under Christianity or PremierChristianity.com, uh, PremierChristianity.com. And uh, the title of this blog is Muslims Turning to Christ, Dash, A Global Phenomenon. And Akbar al-Masih says that this 
uh, you know, statement by Jesus alone was more than powerful enough to uh, bring him to Christ because he can see uh, in my heart, he says, I said, that is for me, meaning I am the one who's persecuting Jesus. That is when I became a follower of Jesus and changed my name to Akbar al-Masih, meaning uh, the Messiah is the greatest. Amen. Amen to that. So that's, uh, you know, sometimes uh, we come across things like this. Uh, I know, uh, you know, my own uh, beautiful bride, my spouse, came to Christ by watching, uh, in addition to being witness to, of course, in addition to attending church, and in addition to doing Bible studies with the missionary couple that reached out to her, uh, that the movie The Passion of Christ uh, was so powerful that the statement that Jesus made from John fifteen thirteen that there is no greater love than one who lays down his life for his friends, realizing that this is for me. I am one of his friends if I come to know him. And Jesus laid down for me, uh, laid down his life for me. So uh, never underestimate the power of the word of God and the teaching of Christ. I can share a funny story with you of another uh, a female uh, believer from a Muslim background from the Arabian Peninsula, without going into details as to where or from where. Um, she was also touched by the fact that Jesus thought that in heaven there'll be no marriage and we will be like angels. And the reason why that was so powerful to her, that brought her to Christ, because Islam teaches that women, of course, are objects here on earth anyway, and they are objects for sexual uh, pleasure in heaven as well. So in her mind, this is a God I want to follow because he's a God who focuses on holiness and on morality and will not allow and tolerate acts like this in his presence. So, you know, again, uh, we cannot really predict what can bring people to Christ, but the word of God is so powerful, it's sharper than a double-edged sword, and it can pierce through uh, the bones and bone marrow, of course. That's what the scripture tells us in Hebrews chapter 4, verse 12, of course. Now, uh, another thing uh, that uh, we come across periodically that will bring uh, people to Christ is the fact that people, uh, Jesus himself did predict did predict that those who follow him and come to him will be hated by the world, that will be persecuted, that they may even be imprisoned, flogged, or even lose their life. So here's another testimony on that blog, uh, Christian, uh, Premier Christianity, by uh, allegedly a person by the name Amal. And uh, Amal stated that, uh, who is an Arab Muslim girl, uh, she stated uh, that I didn't have to wonder long, listen to this. She said, be on your guard against men. They will hand you over to the local councils and flog you. When they arrest you, do not worry about what to say or how to say it. At that time, you will be given what to say, for it will not be you speaking but the spirit of your father is speaking through you. You find this statement by Jesus in Matthew 10, verses 17 to 20. So she was touched by what Jesus says in predicting what's going to happen to his followers. So that's another powerful thing that uh, Jesus, by the way, did not write things in fine letters. He was very clear, crystal clear about the cost of following him. And people, by the way, especially from the least culture, appreciate boldness straightforwardness and um, you know not uh, you know beating around the bush basically and Jesus never beat around the bush he was straightforward about what would happen 
to people. And he himself went through that suffering as the model for us. Uh, obviously, what is happening already in the Muslim world, no doubt, is a phenomenon. To leave Islam in general is a phenomenon in and of itself because of all the consequences of that. But to leave Islam and follow Jesus and get baptized and declare your allegiance to him uh, is an amazing thing indeed because of the hefty cost that could be paid, which includes, by the way, losing one's life. It's an answer to prayer. That's what I tell people all the time. The least you can do for the Muslim world and the Muslim friends you have is to pray for them. Pray for them by name, if you know that, or pray for them in general. Whether radical or nominal, you need to pray for them because they all need Christ who laid down his life for them. During the month of Ramadan, uh, it's always encouraged that people will pray to Muslims on a daily basis. I had the privilege of developing five videos of prayers for Muslims during the month of Ramadan for five weeks, one video per week for different topics, including persecution, including empowerment and boldness in sharing the gospel and church formation and many other topics as well. So needless to say that I remind you to be praying for Muslims, be praying for Islamic countries, be praying for everyone that you can remember that the Lord brought into your path. And we need to be really bold about sharing our faith. We need to reach out to them. God is bringing him to our backyard for a reason. God is bringing him to our backyard for a reason. The fact that this is taking place, basically, this is taking place right now, meaning Muslims come to Christ, that indicates that God is on the move. And God is doing amazing things, and we should never for one second actually doubt what God has been doing. Now, uh, there are some other reasons why Muslims come to Christ. One of it, for instance, is supernatural reasons like visions and dreams. Now, let's clarify. Muslims are not going to wake up in the morning believers because they had a dream of Jesus, for instance. But these dreams are prompting them to either recall discussions they had, with a missionary or a show that they have watched or a scripture that they came across or maybe they would be given instructions to reach out to somebody or clarify something. Either way, we are still needed to be involved as the medium and a conduit for that message. For instance, look at the biblical uh, way of how these visions and dreams uh, transpired. You look at uh, the vision that uh, Isaiah had, for instance, Still, there is a medium, and God was speaking to him. He's a prophet, but that's not going to happen to all of us. If you go to the book of Acts, for instance, uh, Cornelius in Acts 10 and 11, the story of Cornelius and the encounter with Peter, both Cornelius and Peter had supernatural visions. Both were commanded to go and meet with each other. They met. Peter still shared the gospel, and Cornelius accepted the Lord and was filled by the Holy Spirit. And Peter acknowledged that God is working among Gentiles. So we still need to reach out to people. I say this because sadly, sometimes we assume that if that's what's going on, then we don't need really to do our job. No, we are still asked to go and make disciples of all nations. 
And that includes interacting with people, asking them questions if they've had a vision or dream. I used to train people to ask these kind of questions. And you'll be surprised how many Muslims used to come back and say, yes, yes, I did see this or did see that. I didn't understand what it is. Please help me understand now. Why are you asking and, and what do you think was going on? And so sometimes there's simple questions like this in conversations that we have with our Muslim friends can be extremely powerful. Another reason why Muslims come to cross another powerful reason is the lifestyle of believers. I mean, I can use my own example. I came to Christ because of how believers not only treated me with kindness and compassion, but how they also lived their life with integrity and with love and compassion and uh, morality that is modeled by Christ himself. So our lifestyle is extremely important because others are watching. Others are watching you, watching what you're doing, watching how you're behaving, and therefore they have every right to judge Christ according to your behavior because if you're presenting yourself to them as a follower of Jesus, they uh, will be paying attention to how you're behaving. So if you're doing things that the world does, you get angry, you yell at people, you disrespect them, you use profanities, uh, you, um, you know, uh, you get drunk, for instance. I'm not saying, uh, you know, I'm against the idea of people every now and then maybe taking a sip of something. But I'm saying getting drunk, being alcoholic, uh, uh, stealing, you know, uh, embezzling, uh, even uh, cheating on your wife, uh, committing sexual immoralities in general. I mean, people are watching. If they see this, they're going to say, well, gee, I do all of this or at least – I have a better standard than this guy. I don't even like to do some of these things. It's uh, it's not good. It's not healthy. It's immoral. Even though I don't know his Christ, I still want, want to do it. So they immediately think like they're either the same like you or they have a moral values that are higher than you. So you are not a good example then. That's why uh, Christ emphasized our lifestyle. You are the light of the world, he says. Uh, there, show your light, therefore, before men in such a way that they will you know, um, uh, basically, um, uh, you know, uh, come to um, uh, a saving knowledge and glorify in um, uh, our Father in heaven. So, um, you know, basically we are, um, basically uh, we need to um, make sure that we watch what we're doing. And therefore, um, uh, it is our uh, duty to ensure that uh, we don't just preach Christ, that we live Christ. Paul articulated this perfectly by the power of the Holy Spirit and inspiration of the Word of God, Holy Spirit and the Word of God, basically, in 1 Thessalonians chapter 2, verse 8, where he says, We have become so desirous of you that we've decided to share not only the Word of God with you, but also our life, because you have become so dear to us. In other words, we loved you so much, we decided to come and witness to you, not only share the word of God, but live the word of God as a model after Christ. So this is uh, these are some of the things that I wanted to share with you and remind you that we need to be trusting God, uh, spreading seeds, taking advantage of those that God is bringing to our backyard, not to be bashful or afraid uh, uh, be uh, empowered by the word of God to get discipled, uh, basically, in how to defend what you're standing on. You don't have to become an Islamist or an apologist, but you need to know what you believe in and engage with Muslims uh, in a candid discussions. 
take their questions back with a uh, you know um, uh, you know wholeheartedly as a genuine question and use it as an opportunity to continue to build a relationship with them and interact with them and trust that God is doing an amazing work among Muslims. Once again, I want to remind you to go to our website, sirointernational.com, to listen to the archive shows. Also, subscribe to our YouTube channel called Sierra International, and I encourage you to become also a Patreon patron and give as little as $1 and as much as the Lord lays in your heart. We are so thankful for your uh, partnership with us, your prayer, and your support. And until we meet again, have a blessed day. May the Lord bless you richly. General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.